Happy Monday and welcome back to the Motherhood Set Apart podcast. I'm so excited that you guys are here with me today. We are going to talk about relationships, but specifically relationships with friends and your extended family. Last week, we talked about your home family, your close unit, your marriage and your kids. But today we're going to talk about really how to have intentional relationships with your friends and your family. In the course of this podcast, I'm going to address hard relationships, but I am not referring to toxic or abusive relationships. There are some relationships, though I think less than the culture around us today would rather say, but there are some toxic and abusive relationships that you should cut off completely and not continue having relationship with those people. That is not what I'm talking about today, but I am talking about different ways that we connect and have relationships with our extended family, with our friends, because it's different with them than it is with our marriage and with our children, but we are still need to be stewarding them well. If anything that last year, 2020 showed me was that we got into a rut as far as being intentional with relationships with people. Every convenient way to see people was taken away in like 24 hours. Like it just completely changed. And the way we connected with the outside world came to a halting stop. So looking back, I asked myself these questions during this time. How was I staying in touch with my friends and how did I check in with people? Um, so how did you stay in touch with friends? Did you lose friends? Did you keep friends? All of the things are okay, but we have the power to be intentional and to be good stewards with our friends. How did you check in with people at your church? And how did you connect with your family during that time? Did you maintain the friendships that you valued? Um, 2020 brought this issue up in an extreme way, but the truth is the issue is already there. We consider people friends, yet we would only see them or talk to them on a Sunday at church or when we ran into them at the grocery store or play dates with our kids every once in a while. Um, the truth is we as human beings tend to be selfish and we get so consumed with the busyness of our lives that we don't make the effort to invite people into our homes or go out with people. We don't pick up the phone just to call or text, except for um, maybe one or two people. Um, but the way we stay connected to the outside world definitely came to a stop last year, and instantly we found ourselves alone. So many of us were isolated. We were home with our children all day. Many of you were homeschooling who've never homeschooled before. Uh, many who are homeschooling were now trying to help people navigate how to homeschool, but it also looks way different. Online virtual learning is not the same as homeschooling. I'll just throw that out there as a um, homeschooled child who was raised homeschooled. I can totally tell you there's a huge difference, but the way we connected was definitely changed. It's easy to think you're stewarding your community when you have 10 to 15 minute conversations at church every weekend, but then what happened when that disappeared? Did your, where'd your community go? Where'd your tribe go? Like, did you continue to have relationships with these people or did they kind of drop off? I know my husband and I even made a church change during this pandemic that we weren't anticipating, but the Lord told us to step out in faith and go somewhere new. And so we literally left the community that we had, but we were still trying to be intentional to remain, like maintain the friendships that we had there. Um, 
But so how do we steward our communities and our tribe? Because God did not create us to be alone. And one of the best analogies that I um, heard when I was single many, many years ago was that Satan's greatest tactic, the enemy, the wolf, when they are attacking the sheep, their whole goal is to isolate one sheep. So they scatter the sheep and then they go after the one that is the most isolated and vulnerable. And we do not want to find ourselves in that same position. So when everything happened last year and everything shut down, so many of the sheep got isolated and lonely and vulnerable. And I really do believe as believers, even if we are the ones that think we are the most isolated and vulnerable, that we can then strengthen ourselves by finding someone else. And so there are three easy ways that you can steward your tribe. And most of them you can still do whether you aren't comfortable meeting with people or if you are, um, I highly encourage you to schedule play dates to get and interact with people anymore because that's what the Lord designed for us. But the first way that you can steward your tribe is having conversations and check-ins through messages and phone. Um, I really challenge you to pray each week and ask the Lord who he wants you to connect with. He has given you the people in your life. He's given you the friends. He has ordained you to meet certain people in certain seasons of your life. And so ask him who he wants you to connect with, and he will put people on your mind and follow through with that and start conversations with them. Send a text message and be like, hey, the Lord, you brought you to my mind. Just want to check in and see how you're doing. How can I pray for you right now? Just super simple to just start checking in and having conversations with them. Um, social media is a great tool and I'll, I'll share a little bit about how it can be a detriment later to this, but we can see little glimpses of what's going on in people's lives. And so you can go, hey, I saw that your daughter fell and broke her leg a few weeks ago. How is she doing? And check in with the information that you can find. But the friends that the Lord brings into your lives are blessings and we must steward them or we risk watching them disappear. Some friend times, friendships, sometimes friendships are here for a short season and sometimes they are to last a lifetime, but typically we don't actually know which is which until it happens. We need to make the most out of all of them. We need to make the most out of all the relationships that we have. Um, as one little small thing that my husband and I do is every Sunday before church, we pray and ask the Lord to show us who we should connect with that day for lunch after church. And sometimes there's nobody that comes to our minds. And so we go home and we don't have lunch with anybody out. But there are some times that the Lord will say, I want you to go ask this couple to go to lunch. And almost every time we've asked when the Lord has prompted, we have gone to lunch with them and it's been great and just connection and community but that leads me to my next point so the number two way that you can steward your relationships with your friends and your family are coffee and lunch dates make them one-on-one -on -one or do smaller group settings and keep it intimate so that you can really steward the people that are with you as for family, we love game nights and movie nights and really getting together for meals. Um, my husband's family is really, really good at this. We will go over there and we will be there for hours just sitting, having a meal. We generally spend 
the entire time around the dining room table and just enjoying every single moment that we have, laughing, telling stories, talking, conversing. And I love it because we're not on devices. We are just hanging out together and having a wonderful, wonderful time connecting. So you want to make sure that you're spending quality time with people. You don't have devices out. You're practicing listening without interjecting how you can personally relate to the situation. I honestly, this is something I'm working on so strongly right now is not feeling like I have to interject my personal experiences to connect with someone, but just actually listening to them. But for like one-on-ones, I loved part of last year because it really forced me to be intentional with friends I otherwise probably would have never connected with. So I have friends all over the country. And so a couple of different friends who lived in Florida or who lived in Texas, we set coffee dates and we would literally put FaceTime up and sit and have coffee and just chat and catch up. Um, It was great because I was home so my kids could go play and we could just have coffee and chat and catch up. And literally I had did this with friends that I haven't talked to in five years because we had the opportunity to catch up. But one of the third way is to have realistic expectations. It's hard to keep yourself from expecting people to respond or react intentionally the same way. And then we get discouraged and we decide, oh wait, this isn't working. I don't want to do this anymore. You may be the one that's constantly reaching out and checking in. People may not reciprocate that. That is okay. Do not let the devil convince you that you are less valuable or disliked because people are not being intentional back to you. I really believe God will bring someone into your life that is. But a lot of the times when we're the ones being intentional and practicing that, people are not doing that. We are People just get super caught up and involved in their own lives and they don't even think about being intentional with other people. Doesn't even cross their minds. But we as stewards of our lives, we are called to be stewards of the relationships. And I so I do think it is important that if we want to build community and we want to have a tribe, that we are pouring out and pouring out into this. Basically, we need to make sure that we are um, reaching out, but not having the expectation that anyone else is going to return the effort and so that we don't get discouraged or heartbroken when people don't reciprocate that. So one protective measure that I do put into place to guard my heart, though, is and the um, unless the Lord tells me to keep trying, I will typically go and ask somebody about three times. And if they bail or they don't commit after three attempts, then I just recognize that this isn't something, a friendship or a relationship that's really going to go much further, which is fine. It's okay. And we have to be okay with that. Not everyone is going to be our friend. Not everyone is going to like us and not everyone is going to agree with us. So, but one last thing I want you to keep in mind is this You cannot assume that because someone actively posts on social media that you know what's going on behind the scenes. This is a trap that the enemy has placed on our culture today, our society, this day and age. Everyone is on social media. We share. I know I run, um, I look at it as like microblogging. I have my business. I have my family life. I'm sharing a lot of my life on social media, but it is not every part of it. There are lots of behind the scenes, lots of emotions, lots of struggles and blessings that are not being put on social media. And they're not things that will be unless I'm having a one or 
that people will know unless I'm having a one-on-one conversation with them. And so we have to be very, very careful that we don't get sucked into the trap of thinking that we know what's going on in someone's life just because we see their social media updates. There is so much more depth to people than what is posted. And even people that you think shares absolutely everything in their lives, I guarantee it's not true. People are walking through pain. They're walking through joy and they're not always sharing all the pieces with people in that social media space because they want to protect that. But we as friends can be intentional to ask and connect with people uh, and reach out to them so we can earn a space within to receive and hear the testimonies of the blessings or help carry the burden of the struggles that they're walking through. Like I said, we have to be very careful not to fall into that trap. I've even had friends text me and say, oh my word, I'm so sorry. I haven't caught up with you in forever because I see everything on your social media. It makes us think that we don't have to be intentional in our relationships because we can see everything that's going on. We can see the the things that are happening. But basically, that is what I recommend for stewarding your friendships. And a lot of that's for stewarding your family as well. Um, I encourage if my husband and his father used to have movie dates all the time before we got married. And that's something I know my father-in-law and my husband both truly miss is that they don't do it very often. So one of the ways I encourage my husband to steward his relationship with his father is to have those one-on-one movie dates with his dad. Um, and they're just little different things like that to encourage you to have relationship with your extended family as well. But, uh, that is really it today. I know it was kind of a short podcast, but I'm really excited that you guys are here. This is something I am just having so much fun talking to you guys about this and what the Lord is just laying on my heart through all of these different things. And so leave me a review or comment or send me a message um, take a screenshot and share it on your social media if you were just loving this series um, because I just want more mamas and more women to be empowered and encouraged with what the Lord has to say to them. So I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week.